listening to Game On DC, your home for local gaming and esports news in the DMV. Find the show on social media at Game On DC and by using the hashtag GoDC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, John and Joey. What's up, DMV? Welcome to Game On DC, a podcast dedicated to you, the gamers and esport fanatics, right here in the East Coast capital of esports. My name is John, and I am joined once again by the king of the courtside, Joey. What's up, buddy? John, it's been a long week and a bit of a hiatus for the show as we've had a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes, but we are back and we are excited for this week. We are back and we are excited as always, just like you said, Joey. And we have another great episode covering the gaming and esports scene right here in the DMV, including an interview with EMLS Pro Renato of DC United. Let's waste no more time and jump right into what's going on with Around the Gaming Beltway. John, to highlight a few events coming up, we're going to kick it off with Sunday, March 31st. We have the NCS Academy League of Legends Bootcamp from Gex DC Area Esports and DC League of Legends. The event will run 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. with the balance tournament beginning at 2 p.m. and ending at approximately 8 p.m. with the end of the event. The event space is located in the bottom floor of the building at 9,261 Plaskett Lane, Lorton, Virginia, 22079. It is going to be $20 to enter, and it is capped at 20 players, so register now. You can do that at GexEsports.com. Then next weekend, on Saturday, April 6th, we have Bread and Butter 11 from Xanadu's FGC Monthly. Xanadu Games is located in Laurel Park, Maryland. It's going to open at 12 p.m., with the first tournament kicking off at 3 p.m., Games in the main event include Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dead or Alive 6, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Guilty Gear XRD Rev 2, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition, and last but definitely not least, Tekken 7. All events allow you to bring your own controller and will be played on PlayStation. PlayStation controllers and arcade sticks will be available for rental at the venue as well if you do need to rent one. Cost to get in is $15, $10 entry fee for each main event with $5 going for those side events. So there are going to be main events going on. There's going to be side events going on. Obviously, side events just slightly less priced, um, $5 less. At the same point, John, this is going to be a very, very exciting event. I'm excited for everyone going, and you can register on Smash.gg. And last but not least, as we say on every show, be sure to check out our local gaming center's websites and social media accounts as well. We can't report on every single event happening because there are so many happening in the DMV area. Again, those centers, the Cave Gaming Center in Fairfax, Virginia, Soul PC Gaming Center in Annandale, Virginia, Tech Time Gaming Lounge in Woodbridge, VA, Xanadu Games at Laurel Park, Maryland, and the Game Gym in Potomac, Maryland. Last year, the MLS announced the creation and activation of the EMLS League, Major League Soccer's first venture into esports with 19 teams. Going into Season 2, three more teams joined the EMLS, including DC United. After a successful esports tournament in December, DC, DC United announced the signing of Renato, their first EMLS pro. Joining us now on Game on DC, Renato, welcome to Go DC. Hey man, thanks for having me. It's 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 truly an honor to be here. It's about it's about time. We've been talking about doing this for a while and, and finally finally you're here. Yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting, you know. I was waiting for you guys to hit me up on my DMs, you know. I still remember when I asked and it was like, Yeah, we'll we'll link up soon and hey, here we are. So here we are. So uh so obviously we, we know you, we know your background story here a little bit, but for our listeners here, tell us a little bit about your FIFA journey. How did you get started playing FIFA? Ooh, good question. So uh I started playing FIFA uh the second I moved here. 
uh, t- when I when I got my Xbox 360, I remember I bought FIFA 09. Uh, and ever since then, uh, FIFA has been a big part of my life. Reason why every year I, I literally buy literally one game that I never ever not buy is FIFA. And crazy to think, ten it's been ten years since I bought um my FIFA 09 disc. And for me to be in the position that I am right now, uh, just by playing a video game, which is even better, which is FIFA, it's it's crazy, really really crazy. And you do have some real life soccer experience too, growing up. Yes, sir. Uh, growing up, so I was born in Peru. Uh, I used to play for my favorite team there growing up, uh, all the way up to U10 uh, before I moved here. And here, you know, your typical high school soccer, like almost everyone that loves the sport of soccer does. And now in college, I really don't play college soccer, but we I do intramurals with a couple of my friends like a, a college league. So, you know, it's, I just do it for fun now. So, yeah. Now, Renato, I've got to ask what team in Peru? Uh, my favorite team in Peru, thanks to my grandpa. Uh, it's Universitario de Deportes. Uh, best club from Peru. Do not add me. <laughs> hey, John, can you repronounce that club for us? Uh, I cannot, Joey, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I do not think I could do that one justice either. All right, so, so you touched on it. You're also going to school full-time as well as being a professional uh, EMLS player for DC United. How do you balance your time between being a pro gamer and being a full-time student? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big question. This, that's a question that almost all my friends uh, asked me once. Uh, in a way, found out that I was going to be signed by DC United. Uh, most of my friends uh, thought that I was going to, in a way, uh, drop out or, you know, uh, school wasn't going to be a thing anymore. But nah, I'm still a full-time student at uh, UMBC. Uh, it's it's rough. I'm not going to lie. Balancing, you know, exams, homework, projects, and also having the time to practice and play the game of FIFA. Uh, luckily, the weekend league is usually on the weekends. And as well as like, you know, like the EMLS tournaments. So in a way that kind of helps. So I can mainly focus on school. And my classes during the week. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I have to do this, the whole like school and FIFA at the same time. Because, you know, uh, Mama Zanelli told me if I uh, slack off at school that um, say bye bye to, you know, the contract. So, you know, got to keep up with school. Yeah, we, we definitely can't have you uh, uh, leaving DC United. Uh, but but I'm glad you're able to balance the two. Um now, this is something I learned uh, during your interview last week at the Game Gym in Potomac, Maryland. Uh, what is your major? Because you don't have one of those easy majors. You have a major that when I learned about it, I'm sitting here going like, there is no way I would even pass one of those classes, let alone being able to do that full time and be a professional gamer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I study uh, mechanical, mechanical engineer at uh, UMBC. And like you said, it's it's really not a easy uh, major, to be honest. Uh, sometimes it makes me, you know, question what am I doing with my life. But hey, man, like we're almost done. We're we have one more year and whatever's rest rest of this semester. But yeah, man, it's it's been rough uh, ever since freshman year. Classes just been getting harder and more difficult. But hey, man, I just gotta push through knowing that at the end it's all going to go it's all going to be worth it you know so but yeah yeah not 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 an easy um not an easy major by 
by far. Ah, I, I honestly don't know how you do it. I have a hard enough time balancing a full-time job and all the podcasts we do and everything else that, that Joey and I venture into. Uh, so, so first off, kudos to you for being able to do both. That, that's really awesome. You know, Joey and I had cupcake majors uh, back in the day at Matt Mason. But also, uh, so being with DC United, uh, DC United being fairly new to the esports scene, uh, what's your experience been like working with DC United so far? Um, it's, it's been great, I'm not going to lie. Uh, me also being, in a way, like new, uh, to the whole EMLS and just being a pro in general, I can't really complain. DC United, uh, since day one, uh, they made me feel part of the family. They don't see me just as a, you know, like someone that, you know, just plays FIFA or, you know, someone that just plays video games. They literally see me as one of their players, as one, uh, as, as a part of the family. And that's really made my experience, like, better than I could expect. So, Renato, with all that in mind, you've taken part in two events with the EMLS so far, with the first being in L.A. and the second taking place in Dallas. How would you describe your experience at these events, and how do you use these experiences to help you to continue to develop as a FIFA player? Oh, good question. Good question. I like that question. Um, so, my mentality for each one was different uh, in a way. So, for the first one, I'm not going to lie to you guys, uh, coming in, I had probably not the best confidence level even though that sounds funny because you know like you're being the pro for your emls team you want to do you know you want to have full confidence want to be like I'm, I'm here to win it or whatever but for mine just in a way knowing that i was new to the league and just like new to this whole um like pro scene it was nerve-wracking literally uh, we flew out on a friday uh, Saturday, I was like, you know, I was all cool uh, hanging out with the guys, learning about how the whole thing was going to work out. But like on game day, I kid you not, probably I'd never been this nervous in my life for, for anything. Like not even when I proposed to my girlfriend or anything like that. Like I was just, the nerves were like out the roof just of the whole me wanting to do really good um, in a way of like representing the team, uh, the DMV, the FIFA community here. Uh, and just the nerve of, you know, performing well and in a way not getting um, dead last. Um, so going into L.A., confidence really like zero, like it, which, which sounds really funny at the moment. And like I said, once, you know, once you pick up the controller, it's, you know, it's game on. Uh, for some reason, like the nerves went away. And after each game, I was like, hey, man, I can actually do this. Um, just because I'm not playing on a console that I'm used to does not mean that I cannot do as well as the people that are here or that I should feel like I'm less than any of them. And little that I knew, I finished six, only two points away from uh, fourth place. And that literally helped me a lot and it motivated me, motivated me even more for Dallas, which uh, I came in with 100% confidence and the goal of, in a way, finishing on stream or top four to make it on stream sadly i didn't and I'm not gonna lie to you guys after i saw that it was literally a kind of a deja vu moment from la when i finished sixth again and only two points away from making it to the stream i felt so so bad to the point that um even watching people play at the um at the event, once it went live, I was literally in my own little world. I didn't, I didn't want to talk to anyone. 
uh, I just, I don't know. It, it was, it was weird. I was just really disappointed on myself, if anything. Uh, and literally those two events in Dallas and in LA, they have helped me a lot, uh, in a way of coming with new game plan, uh, new playing styles, tactics, and etc. And just based on those two tournaments, I have, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted this when, um, they announced, uh, EMLS cup. I have never been so motivated in my life for a tournament ever to uh, do my best of my ability to make it on stream. Uh, and just, I don't, like, I don't know, like, just, I don't know. I feel like I can actually do this. Like, after seeing how um, short I came in L.A. and in Dallas, coming down to uh, Boston, which is this weekend, upcoming weekend, I feel so motivated uh, just to do my best. Uh, and just learn from all the mistakes that I probably did in the last two events, and if anything, win it all for DC. You know what? What better? Um, what better first season than to win the whole thing? You know. I mean, we definitely have faith in you here over at Go DC. But the other thing, Renato, I think you can take away is the fact that you've been consistently good. Yes, you might not be making the live stream. Yes, you might not be making that slow playoff at the end. But at the same point, you are right up there, just two points away both times. And yes, that's heartbreaking. But also, I think you can see how well you are comparing to yourself to all these other players. You might not be in those top four, but at the same point, you're just outside. You're almost there. And that hunger, I think, is going to get you there. No, but yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, in a way, um, yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me that as a new player, as a, in a way, non-PS4, um, you know, player, for me to be doing this well compared to everyone else, because pretty much almost everyone else that it's playing in the EMLS Cup, uh, they're all PlayStation 4 users. They, they've been playing professionally for, like, in a way, like, two, three, four years. Uh, and for me to be my first year, uh, people are, in a way, um, really amazed uh, how consistent I am to the point that there was an EMLS article where uh, out of everyone, they named me like player on the rise. Uh, for a second, I didn't know what that, what that meant. Like I didn't know if it was good or bad, uh, but then I found out like it was really good. Like people just had high expectations of me and stuff. And that really made me feel really good. Uh, and like you said, yeah, like um, me falling short uh, to making uh, in a way top four and making a stream, uh, yeah, like it, it makes me hungry to, you know, do better. Uh, if anything, like my, like I said, like I told everyone, my goal uh, for uh, EMLS Cup Series 2 in Dallas was in a way, you know, do better than uh, LA, uh, which I'm pretty sure it's like almost everyone's goal for anything. You just want to do better than you did before, um, even if it was just me getting fifth place, you know. Um, sadly, uh, it didn't happen. Uh, funny, like I said, funny thing, it literally felt just like, you know, LA, like it was pretty much like a deja vu, like pretty much a repeat. If you want to have an episode of something, literally just put the same disc and it's literally the same, the same thing. Um, but yeah, like, like I'm, I'm happy that in a way I'm, uh, being consistent, which is really good. Uh, and yeah, like you're a hundred percent right. Like coming, coming this week into Boston, I am hungry to pretty much do my best and win the cup and who knows i'll even get to represent the uh us in the e-nations cup perfect and just so the listeners know the emls cup is this weekend it's happening at pax east so renata you said you're hungry going to this event we know you're confident do you think you have a good shot at winning it all um yeah like i said um 
to make it to playoffs, um, you have to be or you have to end up after the regular season um, in the top uh, top five in uh, top six. Like the sixth spot is like a last chance bracket for everyone else. Um, but yeah, like I'm telling you, like if I'm if I get top five and I'm in in like in playoffs, it's it's a game for everyone. Doesn't matter if you're first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. It's an all or nothing tournament. I and the people that in a way are above me, uh, I know I can beat any of them. Uh, League series one and two. I don't think I haven't. No, actually no. Like the only person that both times ended above me, or like right now overall, they're like the top five. Out of all of those people, the only person that I haven't gotten a single point from is the guy from Montreal. Besides that, oh, and Dulsta. That that man's just another level. Um, but besides that, um, everyone else that finished above me, I um I beaten. So it's not like it's not doable. Um, and coming to um EMLS Cup in Boston right now, like you know anything can happen. You know. So yeah, I'm 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 confident enough that if you know, and if also if the FIFA gods are in my favor, you know, I'll I'll, I'll get the the cup, you know. But but yeah, yeah, I I 100% believe that I can totally do it. I can totally like win the whole thing. And like I said, all that all that matters right now, like the first step is making um the playoffs. Once I'm there, you know, anything can happen. Well, regardless of the results, John and I will be cheering you on as well as many of the listeners, I'm sure. And we are going to change gears just slightly here. So we also learned that U.S. soccer will be dipping into FIFA eSports by sending the top two finishers of this week's EMLS Cup to the FIFA E-Nations Cup in April. What are your thoughts about U.S. soccer now making its jump into eSports alongside many MLS clubs as well? Um, I think that's amazing. I'm not going to lie. Um, like I tell um, everyone, I, I feel like this is just going to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger as the years go by. Um, and for the U.S. soccer to, in a way, recognize and get in, getting involved in, uh, like, an eSports and an E-Nations Cup, I think it's huge because it will bring more awareness to people that um, not really see or don't really want to accept how big um, eSports and FIFA, in a way, is getting. So I think this is a smart move by the U.S. Um, soccer uh, nation and um no yeah like it's it's a uh, whoever gets to represent the the u.s it's it's a huge 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 opportunity and with that being said what would it mean to you to represent u.s soccer at the e-nations cup next month no oh, dude that would be that would be great i'm not gonna lie like i said like um i was like I, I mean almost people that know me are super close they know that that i was one in peru uh sadly peru is not really you know big with fifa but, like, the U.S., ever since I moved here, has treated me so well to the point that, you know, it has a special place in my heart. So if I was able to represent the U.S. at the E-Nations Cup, it would be amazing. It would, it would be like an honor. It would be like representing a team in a World Cup because this is literally what the E-Nations Cup is. It's like a mini World Cup for um everyone, to, uh, all the countries to, like, send two players to represent um, their nation, you know. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of line, you know, a lot of up. Uh, in a way, uh, pride, I want to say, to see what country is the best at uh, FIFA because whoever wins it literally has bragging rights and they can literally say that they're the best country for FIFA. So, yeah, it will be an honor uh, to be able to represent the U.S. at the E-Nations Cup. 
All right. So last but not least, I have to talk about this. And, I, and I'm upset that Sebi from ESPN beat me to this question on Friday. But I'm going to bring it up anyway. There was a little Twitter beef going on last week. Uh, so so our own courtside king here, Joey, uh, tweets out to Chad Ochocinco, uh, Johnson, uh, how many retweets would it take for you to come to D.C. to play a match against D.C. United's Renato in a FIFA match? And your response, uh, I want this to be co a common thing in esports. I don't feel like there's enough of this. But <laughs> you respond to this saying, I am down to play, to be honest. Ocho Cinco will be scared of me like he is of Ray Lewis by the time our game is over. Shrugging emote. I absolutely love this. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you're calling out Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, former NFL wide receiver. Uh, this guy claims he's the best FIFA player in the world. He's traveled around the country to play other people in FIFA. Uh, but for some reason, he's not coming to, to, to the DMV to play you. What gives? I don't know, man. Like, all I can say as of now, yeah, he's going around, you know, playing people, claiming he's the best FIFA player, blah, 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 blah. But, like, look at all the people that he's playing. He's, he's literally playing, like, uh, like no disrespect to the people or whatever, but, you know, like, not really, like, high-level skilled FIFA players. And in a way, to call yourself the best FIFA player, you know, you got to play the best of the best. And for him not doing that, I don't know. Like I said, um, I don't know if he doesn't want to get anywhere near Ray Lewis or I have no idea, man. But like I already said, like if he wants it, I'm here, you know, like what's up? Like he can bring it like I'm ready. All right. Ocho, Ocho Cinco, I'm going to double down on this real quick. You come to D.C., you play our boy Renato. We will stream it. We will shout cast it. We will we will do it for charity. Uh, we'll raise some funds. All, all, all the money will go to uh, an awesome cause. I'm pretty sure we could probably get DC United on board as well. Uh, we will go ahead and we'll roll out the red carpet for you, Ocho Cinco, for you to come to DC to play our boy Renato. Uh, but, um, you know, if you want to keep playing people on the same skill level as uh, Joey and myself and call yourself the best, I mean, can you be the best when you can only beat the Cleveland Browns? All right, so Renato, EMLS player for DC United. Uh, thank you again for joining us on Go DC, and we'll be cheering for you as always. Uh, and best of luck this weekend at the EMLS Cup. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I'm gonna do my best uh, for DC, uh, the VMB, and thank you guys for having me. Uh, just one last thing before you know we we conclude, uh, you know this this interview. Am I, am I allowed to just say something real quick? Yeah, go. Oh, yeah, all yours. I just have one request from you guys, and it may be, it might bring me good luck this weekend. Okay, can I have my request, please? Yeah, absolutely. What's up? All right. Uh, can I please, please? Oh, no. <laughs> I have a feeling where this is going. I do, too. Can I please, in, like right now, live, can I get that farming simulator, you know, cast, <laughs> right? Please. Bless me. Bless my ears right now. Go ahead, John. Take us away. <laughs> Take it away, my guy. Oh, so 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 people just for reference real quick before I go into this amazing rendition here. Uh on our other podcast, the Level Up Podcast, where we cover everything esports uh all around the area, uh not just in DC. But we talked a couple weeks ago about farming simulator becoming a legitimate esport and how there's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars being thrown into this game. And I, somehow we got on the topic of how do you even shoutcast Farming Simulator? And 
I, for some reason, live on stream, decided to go on this this rant about how uh, uh, farming simulator was sound. So, so Renato, I will shout cast this as if you yourself were were the uh, farming simulator pro. All right, I mean, it works for me. All right, coming out of the barn, Renato over here in in his John Deere. Uh, coming over here, coming up to the bales of hay. Look at them stacking. Look at that beautiful stacking going on right there from Renato. Tell you what, that is some beautiful stacking right there from Renato. Tell you what, that's why he's going to win the whole darn thing. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> there, there you go. That was, Thank you that for that something. blessing. Oh, uh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so again, Rato, th thank you, thank you again for hopping on the show, and we will have to have you back on uh, after the EMLS Cup, and we'll uh, we'll follow up with you. Oh yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I swear, God, man, if I win, it's because of that. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm completely fine with that. All right, and with that, let's jump right into our Capitol Coliseum, where we break down our local pro teams. Joey, stage one of the Overwatch League has come to a close. Our Washington Justice in their first action as a professional team in the Overwatch League uh, showed a lot of promise uh, going into their first stage here. Uh, Joey, it didn't quite go the way we all hoped it would, but at the same time, we saw a lot of positives come out from this roster. Yeah, John, I feel like this is about what we expected at the beginning. We have high hopes for this team as the season really goes on um, because they are so young. You have a lot of players coming up from the contender scene. You have a lot of players just playing with each other for the first time. It's going to take time for the team to develop. And you have a world-class coaching staff here at the Washington Justice. Obviously, the 1-6 and six record doesn't quite show it, but I think as we get closer to Stage 3, Stage 4, we're going to see more and more wins falling for the Justice. Not only that, John, but some of these losses they had were very tight as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the, the big one that really stands out was in Week 2 when the Washington Justice played the defending Season 1 champion, London Spitfire, where the Washington Justice had a 2-0 map lead against the London Spitfire. Uh, London Spitfire owned by Cloud9. Cloud9 known for those reverse sweeps. London Spitfire held true to their parent organization and ended up pulling a full reverse sweep on the Washington Justice. But that was the game that I felt like a lot of Washington Justice fans saw what this, what this roster is capable of. When they were able to chain their ultimates together, when they were able to pull off those plays, their flanks, and just their overall... Uh, teamwork and strategy really started paying off was when uh, they had this game against the London Spitfire. And a lot of people saw that capability of this roster. And, and that's really the game, you know, although it did end up being a loss for the Washington Justice, I feel like a lot of fans in the area saw that game and said, hey, look, these guys can play. These guys, our Washington Justice, have the skill to be competitive in this league, in this highly competitive Overwatch league. And, you know, again, heartbreaking that they ended up being reverse swept by the London Spitfire. But I feel like that was one of those close games that really uh, gave a lot of fans hope. Not only London, John, but they also took a game off the New York Excelsior, who, one of the, who were one of the better teams throughout last year's stages. I mean, this New York team is incredible. They lost their coach, yes. The coach is now at the Washington Justice. Janice, their big tank player, also coming over to the Justice. At the same point, this is a team that went 7-0 and as far as this first stage went. So taking a game off them early, I think, shows hope for the fans. As the first stage went on, yeah, we didn't quite follow through, but I think going into stage two, we're feeling pretty good. We've had some good player acquisitions as well, one in particular um, that I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. And then on the 17th of March, Joey, the Washington Justice 
checked off that first box. They got their first win against the Florida Mayhem in a game that went the distance. It went all five maps. Uh, I was watching the game. I was screaming at my, at my computer monitor while I was watching. I was jumping up and down. It was very exciting. It was great to see uh, the Washington Justice on stage smile, laughing, and really enjoying the fact that they just won their first pro game as a team. But I really want to give a special shout-out to, to Addo, who hasn't won a game in his professional Overwatch League career because prior to that, he was with that Shanghai Dragons team uh, that unfortunately set that uh, historic mark of 0-40 in the, in the first season, uh, came into Season 2 with the Washington Justice, and it took the last game uh, in Stage 1 for him to finally notch that mark off of his box as well. A player that is incredibly talented, finally picks up that first win. The Washington Justice finally picking up their first win as well against the Florida Mayhem. Uh, so, so now they know it. They know what it takes. They know how it feels, and I feel like that is a great building block that they can build on going into stage two. Right. He got to change that hasn't to a hadn't because now he does have that win coming toward the end here, and I think that's huge, John. Not only that, and yes, the Florida Mayhem, obviously not the strongest team in the league, definitely one of the lower end teams. But like you said, it's now the momentum you bring from that. No matter who you beat, you have the first win on the board. You know what that taste of victory is, no matter who it's against. Obviously, you take down the number one team, you get even a bigger boost of momentum, but any win's going to bring momentum. And I think really the ability to carry that into the next stage is going to be huge for this Justice Squad. So let's talk about the next stage here real quick. That is starting up just around the corner. That starts next week. That is on April 5th. That's a Friday for all of, uh, for, well, for the, for the entire world at 8.45 p.m. Eastern time. But to say, you know, it may be a different time. You know, you know what? It, it may, you know what? We're not going to go there. The Washington Justice will kick off stage two against the Toronto Defiant, 8.45 p.m. on Friday, April 5th. And we'll have a second game that week as well against the Hunters, uh, 8.15. That is Sunday, April 7th. Uh, so two uh, later evening games for the Washington Justice to kick off stage two. So make sure you are tuning into that. And I believe there is a watch party for the game against the Toronto Defiant. So definitely check out the Washington Justice social media uh, pages on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and check out their uh, website as well, justice.overwatchleague.com, uh, for all of the information in regards to upcoming watch parties uh, for the Washington Justice. Now, John, before we move on from the Washington Justice, we do have to hit on the new support player that they were able to bring in. They ended up buying out Ark from the New York Excelsior. He now coming in as a star support in the scene, now playing for the Washington Justice. I think, John, not only are we going to bring in his skills that he's shown on the Excelsior for so long, but we're going to bring in his veteran leadership as well. A very strong player from Season 1 coming in. He knows how to qualify. He knows how to show a team how to be led, and he is going to be doing a lot of leading here. Yeah, and... and Something great here that uh, you can't really take for granted, the, the chemistry aspect. He has played with Janice before. He knows Wizard Young from both of their times together at New York Excelsior. So they already know each other's play style. They already know what each other can bring to the team. So I feel like Ark joining is a solid, solid pickup for the Washington Justice. There's a lot of potential here with this pickup. I'm really excited to see what kind of roster we're going to see on the stage next week for their first game in Stage 2. I feel like there's a lot of potential here now having Ark, a class uh, support player, uh, really helping drive this team forward. 
absolutely going to be a huge addition. And John, I just love the fact that we're turning the New York Excelsior into our farm system as well. You know, why not? New York sports teams and esports teams, they're not bad. I mean, if you can't beat them, acquire them. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it's cool. New York Excelsior, it's really a compliment to, to New York XL here. An organization that has a lot of players in the upper echelon. You know, New York XL is still a very strong team. Uh, they didn't win stage one of season two uh, in the playoffs for the championship, but they were still a very strong team. It's a compliment when you can not really create, but help build players in that manner where it's like you have that tough roster decision of, hey, look, I have my starting six. I have a couple subs here, but I also have some other players that are just as good but I can't find a way to put them in here. Either the team chemistry doesn't work or the play style we're going for or the current patch doesn't work. Uh, so Washington Justice gets to come in here and say, hey, look, we'd like to buy him out for you. We, we want to have him on our roster because we're going to be able to give him playing time. Uh, it's smart for the New York Excelsior to really help Art grow as a player as well by allowing him to go to a team where he's going to be able to get uh, extensive playing time. Uh, so it's, it's really great for both organizations. It, it's always great when you see an organization willing to put the good, the 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 well-being of a player ahead of just their overall organizational desire. So I think that's really cool from the New York Excelsior standpoint. And I really uh, am happy that we Justice fans get to now celebrate Arc being on our team. While the Overwatch League is about to enter into Stage 2 of Season 2, Wizards District Gaming are also gearing up for their second season as well as April 2nd is the kickoff to Season 2 of the NBA 2K League. But Joey, first, we have some new players joining Wizards District Gaming after this past draft we had a couple weeks ago. So we're just going to run down our draft picks real quick. So just as a reminder, uh, the Wizards District Gaming uh, kept two players from last year, uh, Demon JT from last year's team, and they acquired via trade uh, from uh, Mavs Gaming, uh, Dayfry. So those are your two players going forward into season two four players were drafted for wizards district gaming so joey we're gonna go uh starting with our second round draft pick user pick a forward uh coming into wizards district gaming and third and the third round paul b was drafted and then the fourth and fifth round joey two names very familiar to wiz dg fans reese to god and gilly both players from season one making their return to Wizards District Gaming after they were not retained. Uh, they were not one of the two players retained from Season 1 from WizDG. So those two players reacquired via draft to WizDG. Uh, Joey, this roster, uh, I'm going through some of these stats for, for a lot of these new players and some of these returning players. Teaming up with Demon JT and Dayfry, this roster, I'm excited about it. I feel like Season 2 is going to be a great season for WizDG. Uh, most definitely, John. I mean, the day fry trade in general was huge. You bring in a very talented player. He proved it on Mavs, and now he's coming to Wizards District Gaming. That's going to be a great addition in and of itself. And then you go into this draft with high expectations, and I really think they delivered overall. User pick and Paul B look like great new additions. I feel like there's a lot they could bring to the table from their forward roles. And at the same point, you're also bringing back two players. So the biggest part about that is the fact that there's already chemistry there. They've already played with Demon JT. They've already been there with Grant and Pat as well, the coach and the director. So they know the organization. They know the area. There's going to be such a quicker adjustment period for them than all of these other new players coming in. Just because they're so well aware of the area, they already have connections. They already have these relationships being built. 
So I think that is a huge, huge addition and obviously some positive relationships being built here as well if they are coming back. So I just, there is so much in favor of this in my opinion, just because you already have those relationships built and I can't really go on, on and on and on about it. But it's just amazing to see that they brought them back here. I think they're going to be able to build upon that and it's going to be a very quick transition. So because of that, I think we actually see WizDG end up on top a little quicker this year because they're going to have a bit of a foot start on everyone else except for those teams that ended up I would say retaining three or four players, a few of those teams out there um, with very talented rosters as well. But with them already knowing people, I think this transition is going to be smoother. I'm interested to see how smoothly we see user pick and Paul B oriented into the new system. Um, you and I both know they are trying a few different techniques over there this year as well. So I'm interested to see how Pat's coaching continues to evolve this team as well. WizDG will be in action on April 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern time. First game against T-Wolves Gaming. Pardon me, against Grizz Gaming at 6 o'clock, and that's going to be on Twitch, and they have a back-to-back -back game against T-Wolves Gaming at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, again on Twitch as well. So that'll be the first two games that we'll get to see of our uh, WizDG boys in the NBA 2K League this season. Again, that is April 3rd, first game at 6 p.m. That will do it for this episode of Game on DC. If you enjoy listening to Game on DC, we want to hear from you. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to keep up with all the gaming and esports news right here on the DMV. Joey, where can our listeners go to follow Game on DC? Listeners, head on over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using at GameOnDC to find us. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag GoDC. All right, until next time, I'm John. And I'm Joey. Game, Game on, on, DC. DC.